everyone, and welcome back to We're Watching Star Trek, the original series. As always, I'm Brandon, here with Paul. Yo, yo, what's up, people? Uh, we're here for a new season, a new time, a new great time doing things. I'm ready. I'm so excited. I just, woo, I can feel it real good inside. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, he's back as well. Dan? Giddy up. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's for right, season two's season two's done. We're done. I'm just, just fucking shit close down. Where's my recording? Let me shut that off. Oh, uh, the giddy up is going on forever, guys. Giddy up, giddy up. Um uh, and at the uh I'm just gonna write out the offset here on uh, the onset. Uh we're on Twitter at WWST underscore podcast. I know you guys don't listen to the end of these episodes, just like everybody, you skip the credits on everything, and I totally understand that. But if you would like to participate in this discussion or uh, just interact with us in some way. Twitter at WWST underscore podcast. And also, if you like the podcast or you don't like the podcast, uh, leave us a rating on whatever you're listening to us on if they allow it. I know not every uh, podcast player allows ratings, which is really weird. Uh, but if, yeah, if you guys would like to leave us like a star or hell, even a comment, that'd be really cool. We'll we'll take those. Yeah, we, we like the high stars, though, you know, four to five. If you do any lower than that, then... uh. You know, stop listening right now. Oh no, still listen though. Honestly, though, if you do leave a though. one star, like, are you like, why continue listening if you hate? You like, yeah, I hate the like, show, hate you, but I'm gonna keep listening show, to it. But episode eight, this one time, like, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe we'll they're dyslexic and saying one star means like you're number one. Ooh. Oh, oh that, you know, yeah, you're number one. Yep. Yeah, see. I'm yep. I'm I'm understanding everything now. Now it makes sense. Yeah, so it's it's like a restaurant rating. The the more stars, the better. If you just do one right in the middle, then you can't go wrong, right? Right. We're, you, we're good there. You could be good at good. You could be bad. Yep, right there in the middle. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are watching season two, episode one, a muck time. Original air date for this. Uh, Paramount says September fifteenth, nineteen sixty seven. I didn't look out, but if you remember we had some discrepancies last time. Or like yeah. Wikipedia said one thing, Paramount said the other. I'm just going to go with what Paramount says, whether it's a day off or whatever. I don't really care. Uh, Wikipedia is never wrong, Brandon. Come on. That's yeah, that's true. I uh, maybe they're I should 100- go. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're absolutely always right. Yeah. Because you can't. It's not like anybody can just get on there and edit that. Right. Like, I, it's no. Yeah. <laughs> time to do that. Yeah. Nobody does that. Uh yeah, so this episode actually airs like five months after the finale of season one. So they had a bit of a break. We had a bit of a break. We didn't quite take five months. I think we took like nine or ten weeks. So we're, uh, yeah, we're we're running right along with them. Um, and just, yes, to get, just to get right into this, uh, as soon as I found my, find my mouse pointer here, uh, the Enterprise moving through space. And Captain Kirk is climbing up a ladder in a corridor. And I immediately had questions about this. First of all. Why the fuck is there a ladder there? Why didn't he use the elevator? Does the Enterprise have stairs? And not really a question, but a statement. OSHA would be really pissed about the lack of safety <laughs> railings around that ladder. Because like, you can just fall straight through that ship. Yeah. The, what they don't tell you is that the elevator was being worked on. So Kirk's like, ah, oh, ladder. Yeah. <laughs> You know, honestly, I didn't notice that because that's the first time you mentioned that. That is kind of a random way for me to enter the screen. They could have him like just coming through yeah. the door or something. Like, no, no, hold, hold on, go down there and go. And then yeah. he just starts climbing up the top. Up. Yeah, just and that's the other thing. thing on set. Where does that ladder come from, and where does it go? It's got to hmm. be well. It's got to be. It's probably two floors. At the, I'm assuming the the ship the air has to be big. 
I'm assuming there's floors and floors and multiple things, so they got a way to be able to climb up. Because I see people climbing up and down other times in other areas. Yeah. It's just, it's such a weird ass. Like, I didn't think there would be a ladder like that on a ship, but I guess it does make sense in case the elevator breaks. But again, do they not have stairs? Because if there's a fire on that deck, a ladder with like 100 people trying to go up or down it is probably not a good idea. I don't think they have stairs. I've never seen stairs anywhere. I've only seen elevators and ladders. I'm just glad we got ladders in the future still. Yeah, it was just <laughs> yeah. it was such a weird thing to see. <laughs> just like this random ass ladder right there. Nothing covering it. If you don't know your way around that ship or if you're like walking and you're just looking down at like your phone and you thought you were at turning into a corridor. While you walk around the yeah, ship, but like you turn too early and just fucking <laughs> fall down that ladder. Like how far down does that go? You go down to like where like, the sorry, engine is. Sorry, I was on my phone. Sorry, well, Captain, I was on my phone. So I fell down the elevator shaft. Thank God you're in the future where when you fall down the ladder like that, they're able to fix you up pretty, you know, yeah, easily. Just like like a quick shot and you're like 3D print you a your, new your face. Your phone just instantly yep. heal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really weird. But uh, yeah, he, he, he climbs, uh, you know, climbs the ladder, comes up from somewhere, the basement or whatever. Uh, and he's walking down the corridor and McCoy catches up to him and he says, hey, uh, Spock is becoming increasingly, uh, increasingly resist, uh, restive. Uh, he he says basically if Spock was human, then he would consider Spock to be nervous. And uh, he's like, he also hasn't eaten in like three days. And Kirk's just for some reason he's like, ah, oh, it's just like a phase. Like he's going through like his goth phase, but it's just like he doesn't want to eat, <laughs> and he's just being weird. Mm-hmm. And Spock's like, it's not a phase, Dad. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the soup. Well. I'm about, to, I'm about to get a lot of women hating me right now. But I'm like, oh, is this Spock's time of the month or something? Yeah. Like, is he got, like, <laughs> it turns out it's his time of the, like, like, seven years or some shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, like, Spock being irritable. Like, yeah. you're not eating in days. Like, waking out. But it's just things at the crazy. I'm like, that sounds like somebody having issues, emotional Yeah, issues. for some reason, so he's been like, watching yo. a lot of rom-coms lately and just, like, eating a lot of chocolate and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I need some chocolate. Yeah. Just crying at the weirdest things. <laughs> It's like, look at that star. It's barely burning. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah, they're, they're walking down the corridor and they run into nurse chapel, which is really cool to see her again. It's been a little bit, but, uh, she, uh, says that she's delivering some Vulcan plomic plomic soup to Spock. And she goes into Spock's room to deliver food. And McCoy is just explaining to Kirk that Spock, uh, threatened to break his neck for trying to get him to do his routine checkup. He's like, Spock, it's time to come do your, you know, your regular checkup. And Spock's just like, I'll break your fucking neck, McCoy. Like, get out of here. And Kirk's like, that sounds about right. Yeah, he's like, that's Spock. Yeah, he's like that all the time. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Spock. Oh, the, gosh darn. Gosh darn yeah. Spock and his threats. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, Spock. Man. He threatened to shoot us up, but it's just Spock being Spock. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh. Don't yep. feel scared. It's okay. It's just Spock. Like, oh, okay. It's just Spock. Like, I'm running now. Yeah. So, yeah, they're talking about that, and uh, suddenly you hear Spock yelling, and uh, Nurse Chapel comes running out from his room, and he just fucking whips that plate of soup across, like, out the door and across the corridor, and it smashes against the wall. And he just, he comes out, and he's yelling, and he's like, well, if I wanted anything from you, I'd ask for it. Like, goddamn, dude. <laughs> First of all, it's just soup. Like, it's not that big a deal. But I, uh, I wonder. Uh, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. I wonder who cleaned up that soup because you know Spock did not go up and clean it out. Oh no, it probably like a Roomba. They gotta have a Roomba, <laughs> like a soup Roomba, the one like just for liquids. All Get Spock the soup was, was a wife beater. 
I'll, I'll spot him as it was a white beater, and he'd have been, he'd have been, yeah, and like a beer in his hand. <laughs> yeah, get him out there, <laughs> woman. Yes. So uh, he sees Kirk and McCoy standing there, and he he's like, "Look, uh, if we divert to my home planet, uh, it's only going to take like." Well, he requests a leave, and he's like, "If we di- di- divert to Vulcan, it'll only take us two point eight light days off course." And Kirk's just like, all right, "You know what's all this about?" And uh, Spock just gets really pissed. And he's like, well, you know, I, I made my request and all I require out of you is a yes or no. And then he just goes back into his room. And I really like this, like, just pissed off Spock. Like, I don't know why he, well, I really enjoy he, it. He, he reminds me of a teenager at this point. Yeah. But he's just very, like, like matter of fact. He's like, look, I didn't, you know, I don't have to explain shit. You just have to tell me yes or no. And that's it. Like, <laughs> I, got I mean, technically, days. I know my rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> technically, Spock is right. I mean, yeah. he's never taking vacation. So if I want to take a vacation, I, I don't explain myself to you. And no. he asked me over and over again. It, over, I, we're jumping ahead about two seconds right now. We asked about it over and over again, but I got to tell you nothing. Like, it's my personal stuff. Right. I know they're friends or whatever, but I felt the type of way of the next scene over here, like the pressure to Kurt. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll get there in a yeah. minute. We'll see. Yeah. I, so I, I wonder, uh, the easy fix would have been, don't they have like a smaller ship in the Enterprise or Spock yeah. they just took? Like, yeah, the right, Galileo seven, or the Galileo ship. at least, yeah, yeah. I thought but can that thing. thing make a two point eight light day journey? Like, first of all, it would be slow as shit because there's no way that thing can move through light speed like the Enterprise can. It's probably just faster yeah, to take the, the Enterprise. Yeah, but you got to think. Oh, I think warp one is light speed, right? And warp nine so. is nine times light speed. So I'm assuming two days light speed is still light. Like, so I'm pretty sure a little small thing go at least warp one. Yeah, if you, if you think oh, about for that. Sure. Way. Yeah. So if they go, if it goes warp, warp, warp or one or two, a two day journey shouldn't be nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just give him enough food and you know shit to do. He'll be all right. He can just like browse TikTok <laughs> or some shit. Oh God. <laughs> TikTok. Um. I think that would make him fly into a sun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we they they have some experience with that already. So. Um, now the intro starts right. Yeah. Right now is that about to say? Yeah. So we get the show okay, opening. Stop. Okay. Stop here. Stop. 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 I listened to the intro this season because I wanted to. Yep. This opera chick is on my nerves. Oh my <laughs> god, like her it. voice, bro. Dude, no. Like the, like the, she oh, <laughs> like yo. Like and, and, and the note she hit was so like I was good. And then she just the, like these two notes. And I was like, yo, no. No, no, no. They 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 redid the go back to the old way, please, next season. And I, it was like that all season. I swear they should have been complaints written in because this is not good. I'm <laughs> not a fan of this new intro. The show is like, different. I'm with you on this, Paul. But I'm with you on that, Paul, but graphically it looked better, though. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. think it looked better. I just can't get over that that sound. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm with you on that. They, uh, like, they changed man. the music. They, they did a slight change in music. They added some stuff to it and then added the vocals. And I have read that the reason that they did that was – because uh, Gene Roddenberry was not getting um, royalties from the soundtrack or like from the opening. And so he added the vocals as like a way for him to get a writing credit in it so that he would actually get like credit and royalties from that sound from the the, the opening theme. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But also they added uh, DeForest Kelly, who plays McCoy. They added him to the opening credits because he wasn't there before for the entire first season. He just went uncredited in that, <laughs> which like he was. He's the only person, I believe, that's in literally every episode. Maybe uh, um, Shatner might be too, but McCoy's in every episode of the entire series. Like there, there will be episodes where other people are not there, and McCoy's in every goddamn one. 
and he wasn't credited in the first season. Spock is also, isn't he? Uh, so far, but I don't know if he won't be, you know, later in uh, two or three. He, in, they might yeah. have one without him. But from what I understand, uh, DeForest Kelly's in every single one. So, so yeah, but uh, after the credits, yeah. uh, Kirk and Spock are in a room and Spock is explaining, you know, why he was being, not why, but just basically saying that it was undignified for a woman to play servant to a man who is not hers. So basically like chaplain, my bitch, don't bring me my shit. Uh, <laughs> Kirk, uh, Kirk just, he doesn't give a shit about that. He just, he cares about the shore leave request and Spock just says he's not going to explain it and that he wants that yes or no answer. And, uh, Kirk is like, look, you've never asked for a leave before. And you know, I just want to know what's going on. And, and Spock's just basically like, look, do I got the PTO or not? Like, I've never taken leave. I know I got some time accrued. Like, <laughs> I never got a payout for I that. Got my so. time off. I, I took a vacation in four years. I want to use my vacation yeah. time. Why are you hounding right. me right now? Did, did you notice when they were having that little change in uh, uh, Spock's quarters that he was holding like a, like a little stabbing yes. unit? Yeah, we'll get back? to that. It's right after this. So Kirk continues to probe Spock and uh, he offers a leave. He says, hey, we can you know, take it to Altair 6, which is where we're going. And they have some really cool, you know, facilities or whatever. And uh, Spock says that he has to go to his own planet. And uh, Spock at this point, like he stands up like real pissed off. And because like Kirk's getting ready to leave. And when uh, Kirk steps uh, towards Spock, Spock has tightly gripping like a pen behind his back. And like his hand is shaking. He's like, I'll, I'll fucking I'll use this thing like to prove my PTO or I'll jab this into your neck. <laughs> Kirk, uh, he asks for an explanation, but again and spock just he's like no i need i need to rest so kirk goes to his computer and contacts uh, the helm and he tells sulu to plot a course to vulcan so he's gonna drop him off on vulcan and i was wondering if because like he kind of leans over to talk to this computer and kind of looks do you guys think he saw that spock was holding that thing at that point i was wondering that also uh because he does a little quick yeah. glance over but doesn't say right. anything I, i'm not sure at the angle he could have he saw because he didn't I don't think his reaction was, uh, you know, guarded enough. I think maybe if he saw that, he might have got more defensive position. But he never even he 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 moved and didn't even look. So I don't know if he even noticed it or or maybe was it. Yeah, I thought maybe he just like took a quick glance and saw what was going on and was like, yeah, good thing I'm giving this guy his leave. Like I see how serious this really is. But I don't. It's if he saw, he didn't like play it off like he saw it. He was just kind of like, okay, yeah. So um. Yeah, so Spock thanks Kirk, and uh, Kirk jokes. He's like, well, you know, I guess we overlooked the fact that even Vulcans are indestructible. And and then Kirk leaves, and that's when Spock, like, holds that pen out, and his hand is shaking, and he grabs his hand to stop it from shaking. And then uh, we get just a captain's log that explains all the events so far, and which was really weird because we didn't even go to a commercial. It's just like, captain's log. Uh, here's everything you saw 25 seconds ago. Okay, thank you. Like, I was there for that. Uh <laughs> But uh, we're on the bridge, and Uhura <laughs> tells Kirk that she has a message for him from Starfleet. And the message says that the inauguration ceremonies that they're going to on Altair 6 have been advanced by seven solar days, so they have to go straight to that planet. And uh, so Kirk orders everybody to adjust their course, and this is uh, where we get to meet Chekhov, who tells Kirk that they have to go at warp 6, uh, and they have no time to go to Vulcan. So, yeah, we finally get uh, a consistent navigator, uh, but now I wonder, like, who's going to cause problems? Because, like, yeah. traditionally, every time they put a guy in that seat, it's, the yeah, it's always the, the ones that yeah. ruin everything. It's like, who's going to fuck everything up now? I did, uh, 
I did forget to mention when I seen you her or whatever, she was on her uh, communicator thing, and she was holding a pen in her hand at the same time as a writing utensil, yeah. and it looked very, very awkward. <laughs> I thought she was going to poke herself in, in the shoulder or the ear or something while she was recording. The, recording. I was like, uh, that's weird. Because I, I, I thought they made the communicator super long. I was like, oh, no. it's just She got something else in her hand, too. Huh. Yeah, I didn't see but that. It, it, it just looked very, very weird. I didn't yeah. either. Yeah. It, it, it just looked kind of weird. Huh. Yeah, so... um. So Kirk explains to Spock, who's on the bridge, he's like, well, you know, sorry, we got to, you know, move our plans up and uh, we'll we'll get you to leave once once we're done. So we go to a little bit later and Kirk is resting in his cabin and he calls Chekhov to ask. He's like, how long, you know, how late would we be if we went to Vulcan at maximum speed? And Chekhov's like, we're already on our way there, dude. Spock told us to go. So (laughs) that don't really matter. And uh, Kirk. I don't I don't understand the question. Yeah, He's like, I don't understand, man. Like, that's already what we're doing. Yeah, Spock was on some uh Spock was on some on some stumps. Yeah. You know, like I'm taking over shit while you're sleeping. <laughs> like, oh okay. So uh I gotta whoop your ass now. Like we gotta fight. Like if I get up if I'm captain and I wake up when my number two does that, we gotta we gotta go outside yeah. and handle it like like men in the in the hallway. Yeah. You gotta separate the friendship from the like, uniform and you know, yeah. hey, you're in trouble, brother. Like, yeah, like, like who the fuck really? Like it's like that now. You think you got that kind of audacity to do what you wanna yeah. do? No. Nope. nope. We got to fight. Kirk, Kirk's got to send a message to the rest of his crew members. Hey, look, you're not going to do a mutiny on right. me. Yeah, and that's basically yeah, the thing, what that though, is. The rest of the crew members don't know, though. Yeah, but they don't know yeah. that he didn't give the but order. The, but so they will know. You got to put Spock into the into the into a hologram room or the, or the fight area where they be fighting people at, <laughs> whatever, like season one. We're going to go in there and be like, look, clear, clear, clear the room. Clear the room. Let's yeah. go. And we got to put gloves on. And I got to beat the brakes off, off Spock and be like, yo, I'm Kirk. I'm the everyman man. I'm Superman. You know what I do? Are you kidding yeah. me? Like you made me do this to you. Yep. He, I don't want to hurt you. you made me he's do gonna this. be like, you want to go to Vulcan? And it shoves Spock in a torpedo tube and launches his ass towards Vulcan. He's like, go, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'll send you to Vulcan. Straight trip. One way trip. <laughs> Straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Kirk gets, you know, he's understandably a little upset and he goes to the bridge and asks Spock to leave with him. He's like, look, let's go talk outside. Like, we, you don't want to do this in here. And uh, they get in the elevator. Hey, by the way, the elevator's yeah, working it, now. It would have been funny if they had this whole conversation while climbing a ladder. <laughs> just, <laughs> Down the stairs. <laughs> the elevator's working now? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they get in the elevator and Kirk asks Spock, he's like, why did you change his course, man? And Spock seems really confused. And he said he doesn't remember doing it, and he doesn't know why he did it. He's like, well, if you say I did it, then I did it, but I sure as hell don't remember it because I took some shit that Scotty gave me earlier, and I don't remember shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was smoking something, and I, I'm a little messed up right now, Cap. So yeah. I may have done that, but, I, but I'm not sure. So uh, I may have did it, though. But yeah. I'm not sure if I did it, but I thought yeah. I might have done it because I did it. Yeah, but I just don't remember why. And uh, he's like, look. why I did it. He says, you got to lock me away, and that I really can't explain any any further, and no Vulcan really could. And, uh, and then he, but you know, you know what, though? Or on fairness, though, what, what Spock's going through, he could talk to Kirk very easily about this. Yeah, but okay, I was going to say this for oh, a little yeah. bit later, but the other side of it is, Kirk is supposed to be his friend, and I think he pushes way too hard, like... If your friend says, hey, I don't want to talk about this, don't fucking talk about it. Like, they've been through so much shit. Just trust this man. Like, when has he ever betrayed yeah. you and done anything he's not supposed to do? Like, Spock's got some shit going on. Says he can't talk about it. I, like, hey, I need you to help me with this thing, but I can't explain it. And then at the, I think at this point in their relationship, you just go, all right, brother, I got you. And you just you leave it at that. You do what you can. Yeah. 
that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, when you find out what's going on, it's just, in his culture, it's embarrassing to talk about. Right. It. You know, so you got to, th- it's, it's more like, you know, like traditional, like you got traditional people out there who don't mention like sex at all outside the home. Right. Things like that. You know, and like and 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 it's culture. It's like, hey, we don't. It's something we don't. It's something we we have to do as a, as, as a culture. We have to do it one. You know, every year and find find a maid or whatever. But we don't. We still frown upon it. So and it's private. And I think and I, he's halfway. He's super, you can tell he's talking about it and going through everything. He's really embarrassed about right. it. He's, he's embarrassed. Like they haven't conquered this biology. Bio, well, this biology thing. They they conquered all this uh, all their emotions and everything upon earth they conquered in, in there. But they still have not been able to conquer this one. Biological thing they have to right. do. Right. Well, think, and to, it, to, I was going to say to your point, Paul, uh, McCoy kind of brings that up later on in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just it's just crazy that, you know, as 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 controlled as they are, they control everything, strength, everything that they are, whatever, they still can't uh, conquer this one thing. And I think as a, as a race of people, they feel disgusted by it. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. That's just not what they... Yeah, because it's not like a, a logically driven thing. It's an emotionally driven process, and they don't like emotions. So, yep. So yeah, he uh, he basically he pleads the fifth. Says I'm not going to answer any more questions. He's like, listen, officer, I'm not talking to you about my day. Like I'm just I'm not answering questions about my day. You you know, am I being detained or am I free to go? And uh, <laughs> Kirk orders him to report to the sick bay for a complete examination. So Spock exits the elevator and he goes to the sick bay and. Uh, McCoy's like, hey, we got to get you, uh, you know, we got to do this examination. And Spock's like, no, well, I was ordered to report to the sick bay. I am reporting to the sick bay. And now I'm going to go to my quarters, <laughs> which is fucking solid. Like he he did the malicious, malicious I mean, compliance t- t- thing. T- technically, he complied. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, but the his, he the way he complied, though, was like, uh, I like how McCoy did something uh, very clever. He said, yield to logic. Yeah. Logically. Coming here is the right answer, and I like how he used what Spock does to his advantage. Yeah. He's like, "Look, I, I know you don't want to come here and do this, but logically, think about all the outcomes. This is the going to have the best result." And I thought that was very clever for McCoy to do because you start noticing that McCoy starts using uh, Spock's logic thinking against right. him, but not not, in a, not I mean against him, but more like to, to reply yeah, to him, to manipulate him, to doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, you know, this is why it's like, you know what, you're right. It is like, like, yeah, like using what he wants. So instead of like, I just think it's very clever of him to be able to do that because it seems like McCoy has a kind of relationship with uh, Kurt is different yeah. than Spock. And he knows how to relate to them both yep. differently. And the way he talks to them both differently, he can have a conversation with both of them. And the many people on the ship seem like they can't do right. that. Be able to relate to Spock and relate to Kurt. It's either, it's either one or yeah. the other. Um, yeah, so at this point, McCoy, McCoy argues, he's like, look, I have an order to complete an examination on you, and we both report to the same guy, so you know how this is going to go, and like you said, he asks, he tells Spock to yield to the logic of the situation, and Spock is like, ah, you got me. Like, <laughs> all right, let's go do this thing. And, uh, we cut to a little bit later, and McCoy finds Kirk, and he says, hey, if we don't get Spock to Vulcan within a week, he's going to die, and then we just go to commercial break. <laughs> I feel like that's a really bad way to open that conversation. <laughs> like, dun, you got to ease dun. into that a little bit. Like, if we don't do this thing, he's going to no, fucking no. die. You got to think about it. You got to think about it. This is the old school, the old school shows. So after this, it would be the dun-dun-dun yeah, exactly. commercial, and then he, he'd, run, he'd run to the restroom or whatever, and be like, I got to hurt, get back, what's going on? You know, and they keep yeah. hanging. Hanging, so you know- the show comes back. I wonder the first time, you know, when this episode was airing, 
and they're trying to figure out what's going on with Spock, and, and they find out like, wait a minute, if he doesn't get laid, he's gonna he he's gonna die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that sounds what? terrible. What, what a what a great way to uh to talk about to tell kids nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> show kids nowadays like, oh, I'll die. You, I'll die if I don't get it. It's like it's like Spock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna die. I swear. <laughs> but that's a you can survive. Boy, at that time, really, just guilt some nerdy chick into. You know, like it's, I'm, I got it. It's like it's, it's, it's what the Vulcans do. Okay, it's it's, it's the ultimate make a wish uh, uh, foundation. <laughs> make a wish, kid. Jesus. <laughs> um, my question is this though. Actually, I don't know how Spock, how old Spock is right now, and I'm curious. Uh, I don't know how long Vulcans live. Yeah, I don't know. That's part, question part two. Good question. And I never, I, I can look at it while I'm sitting here. And then I wonder how long it is before you reach this madness, like like a from from like fifty to seventy or seventy to hundred. Like, what is this madness? Because I, when I say that, I think that if I would say talk to somebody nowadays and be like, "Well, Spock went one hundred and twenty years without it. You can't go right. two years," you know, like in general. So it's like I'm just curious at how long his gap was between when he didn't have sex so much, he went right. mad, and like it's just. You know, I'm I'm curious how long that how long that is. I never looked it up. I should look. Well, it let's up. see. Isn't it seven years or something like that? Um. Well, no, I'm I'm saying from birth till you have the have the madness. How okay, far so it? apparently at the start of the original series, Spock was 35, and by the end of it, he's 39. So he's in his mid 30s at this point. Which boy, he's looking a little rough for his okay. 30s, but that yeah, was a different time. Yeah. So. We know okay. space travel yeah. fighting gods all the time. I'm yeah. sure that's going to age you up. a little stressful. Up. Yep. Yeah. For yeah. real. Okay. I'm just, I was just curious about how old he was. I just wasn't sure if the Vulcans lived a lot longer or not. Yeah, that I didn't look up. So, uh, yeah. So, Kirk, we come back from the commercial break. Kirk wants an explanation, and McCoy's like, I don't have one. He just said that Spock has a growing uh, balance of bodily functions, uh, and that similar to humans, it, it would be like if in a human, a huge amount of adrenaline was constantly being pumped into your bloodstream. And he says that the physical and emotional pressures will is going to they'll kill Spock eventually. I, I believe that's called puberty. Puberty, for us, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's puberty. puberty. Yeah. yeah, yep. He's in, he's in puberty super late, <laughs> but he's getting puberty time, times like thirty five. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's getting he's getting a, a puberty to like extreme. So <laughs> I can just imagine how rough that is. Yeah. <laughs> a girl says hi, you're like, Ooh. His, his ears <laughs> stand up even further. Yeah. Further. <laughs> Somebody brushes brushes your brushes your hand. You're like, oh, let's yeah. go. Like, I don't know. I just imagine how intense. You know, I, I'm just you know, curious how intense their damn uh, puberty uh, stuff yeah. is. It, you know, if Spock's going through that, you might not want him to be doing all the science stuff. Is if he's going to be getting distracted yeah, no that easily? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are some uh, some really short uniforms on the women of Starfleet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, which is why. I'll talk about it when we okay. get there, actually. Yeah, so so Kirk leaves to find Spock, and uh, Spock's just in there looking at a picture of a female Vulcan on his computer. And uh, he walks in, and uh, Kirk walks in, and Spock's like, oh, you're supposed to knock, and he's just, like, buttoning up his pants and shit. <laughs> oh, God. Get out of here, Dad. Get out of here. <laughs> don't look at me. Kirk's like, you don't get privacy on my ship. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's oh my, my ship, my rules. When you pay for the ship bills, then you can make your own rules. Leave this door open. Stop using yeah. my lotion. Uh, 
uh, Kirk presses the issue again with Spock. And I'm not going to go over all the dialogue here because it's kind of repetitive. But Spock explains that he says, look, it's something that even Vulcans don't talk about to themselves. And uh, it's it's deeply personal. And Kirk goes, well, I don't give a shit. He's like, I don't understand <laughs> this. Like, like, sure, I wanna, I, I'm ordering like, you to explain. Sure, Kirk. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk, man, that's your job. He's like, yo, when you're ready to talk, bro, I'm here for you. And then you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hey, I see you going through it, bro. I got your back. We're talking. Hit me up. I'm here for you. You know, not, yeah. come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Really? I can tell me? Like, man, come on. Yeah, it's, nah. pretty, it's really shitty of Kirk yeah, in this definitely. part. Definitely. It, like, he literally gives him an order to explain it. And that's super And that's shitty. really, yeah, that's but, wild. Uh, Especially, yeah. Especially somebody, the friendship thing. I know. I just, I felt weird about this yeah. episode because it was like, it was the first time I kind of misunderstood the balance between Kirk. And uh, their their relationship and how they're friends, but they're not really friends. It's like it's like a very shaky position to be in, you know, because it's like when he ordered you to do it, you have to do it. Like because Spock always follows right. orders like that, you know. So yeah. it's just it was it was very weird, very uncomfortable I, I, in a way. I, I wonder if uh, Kirk was being more of the captain at that point. Like, look, I know you uh, well, you're acting out of the norm, which I agree. Yeah. Like Kirk should be like, hey, you have days off, you know, you can do whatever you want with some, but. At the yeah. same time, like, hey, something's off. Like, are you okay? I, I agree with you. He shouldn't be pr- uh, pushing that hard, but maybe from a captain point of view, he has to know what's going on with his crewmates to run a. An well, that's the issue, know. though. The the issue is he's the captain and his friend, though, and it's and it's trying to balance of that. He turned the balance way too far to the right. Yeah, like, he turned the for, he he but, kind of abused his power there. Yeah, yeah, he by giving way too far order. to the right. Yeah, like it's just you put it in the middle. You don't you don't go that far to the right, especially on one of your friends. You know, somebody consider yeah. a friend. I just, I just think it was a lot, but I don't want to get into it too much. I don't, you know, get this so hard. I just want to say, you know, I thought, I thought he overstepped a lot in the situation, for real. Yeah, but, uh, but it didn't matter because Doc refused the order anyway, and he says that uh, it, uh, some things transcend the discipline of the the service. So Kirk is like, well, if it helps, I'll this will be totally confidential. And uh, Spock is just like, okay, so it has to do with biology, and they have this kind of quick discussion where Kirk realizes what he means by biology. And uh, he starts to understand, and and Spock explains to him that uh, this time period for them just basically rips their logic from them. And he explains how Vulcans choose their mates, because he's like, hey, do you know how Vulcans choose their mates? And Kirk is like, well, I'd imagine it would be a logical process. And uh, Spock says I that uh, it's a ritual. I wonder if that was a smart-ass comment, because I smirked. Yeah, I kind of smiled when he said that. I wonder if it was supposed to be that way, or is it just like... I assume logic, you know, like I was curious about that part. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Spock says that it's a ritual that strips their minds from them, basically. And it's called Pon Far, which is the time of mating. And then that's when Kirk's just kind of like, fuck, yeah. Like you're telling <laughs> like, me every I, woman I, like, on I, Vulcan I, is I like going through this. Let's fucking go. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I love a little Pon Far. <laughs> uh, so uh, Spock compares it to like some you know, alien thing. And he, he talks about how it's basically like salmon returning to their birth stream to spawn. And Kirk very helpfully points out that Spock is not a fish, which thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't think Spock's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dear God this whole time. Yeah. Uh, but Spock says that he's driven by a force that he can't control and that, uh, he has to return home to take a wife or he's going to die. And so Kirk is just basically like, okay, you're really horny and uh, I will be your wingman and I, I will get you to Vulcan somehow. I mean, at that point, though, isn't that all biology, though? That's the, the driving factor. Like, well, we don't we don't die if we don't mate, well. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Another thing, though, I was like, oh, is it like a Vulcan orgy or something? Like, I swear, <laughs> that's what like, I thought too. Like, I, it was just I, gonna I go thought, to the planet and just be orgy yeah, just time. Planet be a bunch of Vulcans, like like having a like a <laughs> like the best time of their lives, like have a drinking party and just. Like, Wild sex with everybody. I kind of thought that's yeah. what th- they were going for, honestly. Well, like that episode where they went to the planet fair. with a computer. Yeah. It was like that episode where they went to the planet with a computer that was ruling everything and it was just like fucking sex time in the streets. Yeah. Like that's, I just, that's I what I thought why, it was going to be. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure why I thought that. I kind of thought that just what it was. I just thought when when the time hits, the time hits. And then I, and when once we got to the next, the next part, I was like, oh, you know what? It makes more sense that the things are kind of logical and uh, ritual. So, yeah. That would have been yep. funny if they went that route. That Vulcans just let their guards down, and just go wild. Yeah, you know, just, just for a rip few their days. clothes off. And yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine there's a lot of like ear biting and like nibbling. <laughs> ear play has to be big in the Vulcan community. I bet. Well, you know wow. they can hear really well too. So I wonder. <laughs> uh, a couple of nerd alert trivia's while while reading the trivia for this thing, I learned that uh, Vulcans are called Vulcans because. They're supposed to have like a volcanic planet. Oh, so they named them Vulcan. That's why Gene Roddenberry named it Vulcan. Huh? Because uh, the idea for their planet was kind of um, if I remember right, I thought they said the idea was uh, I said for their planet was kind of um, a vo- volcanic, and I heard that, so that's why they named name, uh, a Vulcan. Oh, well, I didn't see any damn volcanoes on that planet. Well, I was about to say well, though, no, the planet. Uh, no, it has something air- to do with like the, I think it has something to do with like the con- like a vol- like a constellation or something like that, like a volcanic constellation or something. And the volcano, huh. I don't know. He 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 used a bunch of weird stuff to do it, but I I don't know the I area that. that they uh, end up beaming down to looked pretty dead. So yeah, yeah, classic rocky planet. Yeah, but, some, uh, yeah, some some crap like that. Yeah, so we get a little bit later here. Uh, Kirk calls Uhuru to put him through the Starfleet command and. Uh, he's like, yeah, put him through to McCoy's office while uh, Sulu and Chekhov make a joke about the likely course change that's coming up. And uh, they're betting on it. They're like, hey, what are the odds that we change yeah. the course again? And Chekhov's like, I'm going to get, you know, space sickness or whatever the fuck he says. It was a really bad joke. It was, it was terrible. Uh, yeah. I hate him already. And uh, <laughs> uh, Spock is in his quarters and he's just playing that like stringed harp thing that we've seen before. And uh, Uhuru calls him. And he gets really pissed and he gets over to the other side of the room and just fucking smashes that computer. He's like, I said no more fucking calls. And just like starts beating the shit out of it. So uh, we go to Kirk and he's pleading his. Gonna, uh, do you think that computer is going to come out of his pay? Like, look, I get you that you're to. horny, but uh, that computer probably costs $10,000. Can't they just like replicate a new one? But Well, I wonder how like they just 3D print one, I guess. I don't know. They just have one beamed on board. It's not a big deal. But uh, yeah, so Kirk is pleading his uh, course change to Admiral Comac, who refuses to allow it. He says that they're really needed at this inauguration. And then the Admiral hangs up on him. So he pulls a cord. <laughs> they're, they're even video chatting. He's just like, peace out, bitch. And just fucking hits the button and hangs up on him. <laughs> yeah, for and, uh, you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. And Kirk tells McCoy that uh, he's like, look, we would be one of three starships at the inauguration. And we're really not that vital. So uh, Bones tells him, you know, he advises not to go against orders. Uh, but Kirk says that Spock is his friend and that he owes Spock his life a dozen time overs and or a dozen times over and that it, it, he feels like that's worth his career. So he contacts the bridge and tells them to lay in a course that's change. That's a good wingman. Like, hey, I'll risk my career to get you laid. Yeah. <laughs> All my years of Starfleet service and on my future, like just to, yeah, so you can go get, have I sex one time. I think it was time. more about the, the, the death, sir. 
I think it's about yeah. him dying. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clarify that for my boy Kurt. Okay, this time I'm defending you this time, Kurt. I know you're trying to be a good friend because you care about him dying, not about him getting laid. Okay. Yeah, after he <laughs> forced this Look, information out of him. We don't know for sure wh- which way Kirk's feeling about it. You know, he. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I, I get it, man. Kirk is just hoping that there's yeah. a horny Vulcan chick there for him. That's all he a cares bright about. Maid. He wants a bright maid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that your sister, man? <laughs> yes, yeah, my sister. Stay away from our sister. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, go to Nurse Chapel and she goes into Spock's quarters and finds him sleeping. It's a really weird thing where she just kind of goes up to him and, like she wants to do something, but she doesn't. And then. Uh, she goes to leave and he wakes up and he tells her that he had a dream where he she was trying to tell him something, but he couldn't hear her. And then he says that it would be illogical to protest their natures. And I'm like, are they about to get down right here? Uh, but instead, she starts crying, Whoa. which is what happens to me every fucking time, too. And uh, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> she's like, yeah, well, we'll be at Vulcan in a few days. And uh, she's like, you know, just kind of crying. And he's like, hey, will you make me some of that soup? And she says, go fuck yourself, because last time you threw it at a wall. But, but now she actually says that she'd be grateful yeah. or she'd be glad to do it. And then uh, she leaves to go get his soup. I want to clarify this scene was awkward. And it was really weird. Out. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, like they could have had her bring, try to bring soup again. He, he could thank them for the soup, cut it out or whatever. I just, I thought her whole character was awkward. Yeah. And, she, and her, like her just bringing that soup and having the thumb may have been better. And then her going away than bringing her back for this awkward type thing. Like this is Yeah. Awkward. I know that she has this thing know. for Spock and like, I get that because we went through that before, but like, yeah, this whole thing was really yeah. weird. I really was hoping that after she said she'd bring him the soup that she like goes out there and just starts like scooping it off the floor and putting it in a fucking bowl. Like you want your soupy son of a bitch uh, has yeah, the yeah, soup with all soup. this dirt in it. <laughs> I got some soup for you. Yeah, I had a little floor soup. But hair in it. That's right. Yeah. There's a hair in yeah. it. I put it in there. <laughs> some checkoffs hair. <laughs> so uh we again we little time skip and we're a little bit later and Kirk and Bones and Spock are in the elevator and as Spock explains, first of all, he turns to Bones and he's like, I assume you figured out that I'm super horny by now. And uh he explains <laughs> that Vulcans almost become insane during this time and that he thinks that Kirk would find it distasteful and Kirk just kind of brushes it off. Like, look, you've seen me do some shit, brother. <laughs> like, like yeah, I can put up with this. Yeah. You know, remember that one time, those three velociraptors. Yeah, that one yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Spock invites him to come to the planet surface with him for a ceremony. And he says that by tradition, he can be accompanied by his closest friends. And then he requests that McCoy goes with him as well. He can, he's like, well, I guess since you're here, you can go with me. And, uh, <laughs> he, he didn't want to be rude and be like, hey, Kirk's only friend. Yeah, make it awkward. Yeah. But he did awkward. anyway. It was still awkward yeah. as fuck. And uh, they go to... The- but, it, but it was funny awkward, though. It, it wasn't like st- dumb awkward like the last yeah. thing. Like, it was a funny awkward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they go to the bridge and they request to orbit planet Vulcan and they get their permission to do that. And the uh, the Vulcans open up a FaceTime with the Enterprise and uh, a, a Vulcan named T'Pring appears on the screen. And uh, she and Spock exchange some words, and then Uhura, Uhura's like, hey, who is this? kind of Vulcan I'm looking for in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Uhura's like, who is this? How you doing, And girl? Spock's like, that's my I wife. I your friend. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my yep. wife. Oh, my bad, bro. I was, I was saying that's your wife. My fault. I know it's your wife, man. I know you're married, Spock. Yeah, he doesn't even wear his ring. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 Pretty well yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah. yeah. So we go to a commercial break and we come back and the three of them uh, have beamed to the Vulcan service or surface 
and uh, they cross this big rock bridge, uh, I think is where they hold the Mortal Kombat tournament. So I think they might have ended up in the wrong spot. <laughs> uh, They're on I, I, uh, World. When, uh, when, it's, when they started talking to each other through, through uh, FaceTime or whatever, and they were like so like uh, talking like that lovey-dovey poem stuff or whatever, I thought, why is this awkwardly awesome? <laughs> like it is so like it is like so it. like do I I I liked it because like well here's the issue I started liking it more and more from this point on here's the reason why it's all about the traditions yeah. so like instead of instead of being annoyed by how illogical it was or like how how boring it was I started embracing that okay that everything is a ceremony everything is emotionless with them and and the dullness is what's cool not. Not the bad part, because normally when people are emotionless, whatever, it's, it's terrible. It's right. a dumb thing. But the fact they make this something as, as simple as having sex or whatever, this big grand DSL thing to find a mate, you know, I guess not. I guess I'm, I'm bad. Not sex, because it's more about the mate part technically. But uh, they make this big grand a uh, grand thing or whatever. I just I I like the whole process of it. That's why I started appreciating more and more, even though it was super lame in a way, like straightforward. I thought that's what made it cool because it made it, it was very yeah. very. Vocal. I just the the only part I didn't like was literally just them talking back and forth because whatever they said was like real dumb. It's like oh together and apart like and touching and never touched. It's just like all right, like you shouldn't just been like hey, not, like how's it going? You <laughs> know, how's, how's your space adventures? <laughs> nope. See, no, they can, nah, nah, no, no. I like what they said. Actually, I wish I wrote it down. I'm probably gonna find it, write it down, and keep it as a quote because, like, what they said meant it was very personal to Vulcans. Like, it was deep, right. for, deep for a Vulcan. I, I know that. Like, us, us, like, like sent it to somebody you've seen after years doesn't mean nothing. But I think it's real personal to Vulcans, which is why I really like the ceremony of it all. Like that, they meet each other. They have this greeting. They say it to each other. You know, kind of like when you see your if your friend you got you got a handshake, and every time you see him, we did that same yeah. handshake when you see him, stuff like that. I I, I know I just I liked it. I liked it. I I'm with you on this also, Paul. I I think it's cool that they've embraced the future but held on to the tradition. Yeah, I like like I liked all that stuff about it. Yeah. I just didn't like. Uh, I'm going to text whatever they said. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to like say that to my wife from now on when I see her. I'm going to be like apart but always together, <laughs> touching but never touched, and she's probably just going to outright <laughs> ignore me. But. Uh, <laughs> and she's gonna be like, "Oh, I, I feel it! I feel it in my soul." I, yeah. What you just said to me, I just—it it resonates so deep. So, thank you for that poem. Was that original? Yeah, she's yeah, gonna be like, "Brandon, I mean. what the fuck are you talking about? Is this like some Star Wars thing?" And we'll just be like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, You'd be like, "You're not gonna be the 21st century uh, Shakespeare, are ya? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they beam down, they cross the big, uh, rock bridge and, uh, this built on a big rock formation and they enter an arena looking structure that's been, uh, in Spock's family for more than 2000 years. And Spock explains, no, no, not at all. Nobody has dusted there or swept in a very long time. And, uh, Spock explains that it's their place of, uh, I'm just trying not to butcher this, uh, Kun Ut Kal Ifi is what he says. Kun Ut Kal Ifi. And uh, Kirk explains to Bones, he's like, well, that means it's either marriage or challenge, because at this point he speaks perfect Vulcan somehow. And uh, Well, he's kind of right on both. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, he's like, oh, yeah, it's it, it can mean either marriage or it can mean challenge, depending on how it's used. And uh, he says that in the distant past, Vulcans killed to win their mates. Again, now he's suddenly an expert on, like, Vulcan history, uh, even though he had no clue about any of this shit 10 minutes ago. 
So <laughs> hey, he, he, he Wikipedia. He got on his phone Googled, and like yeah, yeah. he Googled, he, he Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like yo, he, he's on a little iPad, little thing, half care with him, reading reading up on the. The culture, the history, reading everything, so they get ready to go, man. Yeah. I believe it. My favorite part of this, though, is that after he explains that, uh, Bones just kind of does that classic, like, I don't care about this conversation. This is uninteresting, like, and starts talking about the weather. He's like, boy, it's hot out here today. Airfield's thinner. Yeah, yeah, the air, air's thinner, or the atmosphere's thinner here than, you know, it is on Earth. And then uh, Before I get the, forget, uh, Spock goes to the center of this uh, arena type thing. And he grabs his hammer and he rings this big uh, green gong. Yeah, yeah. Before I forget, I want to say that all this looks amazing. Yes, it does look like, really good. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't commented about the 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 background and the clothes and everything like that. I haven't commented because it's so damn good that I, I it needs to comment about. I just want to say one thing. Yeah, like the whole design, the the background. The the costume design, the wind chimes for the little things that cool. Like from this point on, everything designed, the clothes and everything are just so cool and so original, so fun. I just I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, so and that. there was like a constant wooden wind chime sound from here on out, though that was really fucking weird. Like just like these wood yeah. reeds clanking together. It's almost like sounds like like a tambourine almost in a way. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, like a word. Yeah. But uh, so Spock explains that his marriage to to Pring is an arranged marriage and it was set up while they were seven years old. And he says that in the ceremony, uh, one of them touches the other one in order to feel the other one's thoughts. And uh, it locks their minds together. So they would be drawn to Kun Ut Kalifi at the proper time. So, yeah, basically a long time ago, one of them touched the other one and, and now they have to be here. So every action has a consequence. I- uh, Someone was like, "I need an adult." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I think I assume it's part of the uh, mind meld, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's I a similar doing, thing. Like, a small mind meld together. Yeah, that just like interlocks their fates together, and then they have to come back here after a time. I was gonna say, what happens to one of them if they die and they can't complete <laughs> their? Uh... Well, then the yeah, other one dies because he gets no sex. So <laughs> he's he's screwed. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a bad yep. deal. You got to work. Do your best to keep the other alive. So yeah, they uh they hear T'Pring's party approaching, and Spock goes over and rings the damn gong again, and uh, her party enters as Kirk explains that one of the Vulcans is T'Pau, which is the only person to ever turn down a seat at the Federation counter, uh, Council. And at this point, I actually heard uh, the music that was playing, and I recognized it instantly. If you guys have ever seen the Jim Carrey movie uh, Cable Guy, and they have that fight at like the medieval times, this yeah. is the song that uh, Jim Carrey was doing, like. The you know that yeah. while they were fighting, this was that theme. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 yep, that's yeah. the one. So, um, yeah, I've heard of, I've heard, I've heard of this. Uh, I heard of this scene before. The scene coming. Up, I've heard of it before, and I th- I may have seen like a small like thirty second clip of it before, but I think it was referenced in other stuff before. So I've I had an idea. Okay. about this, so it wasn't surprised yeah. to me. So, uh, Tapal questions who is with Spock, and he's. Basically, he introduces Kirk and Bones and he uh, vouches for them, says that it's his right to have them there because they're his friends. And then she's just like, go ring the fucking gong again. So he goes over and he rings the gong again. Uh, well, he goes to anyway, but T'Pring actually stops him. And everybody's like really surprised, like, oh, my God, I can't believe she stopped him from r- ringing the gong. And uh, Spock drops the little gong hammer and he just walks into a corner. <laughs> He's defeated. He's like, oh, I didn't get to ring the gong. <laughs> oh, and uh, he goes into this like trance like state. And Tapau explains that Tapring has chosen to challenge and that she gets to choose her champion. Hold, hold up really quick. 
I, I was about to say, so when this is all going on, they got like the two soldiers that are, are like shaking like some type yeah. of inter- instrument. Some like weird bells. As, as like the background, like the, like the make it more intense or whatever. I wonder if those guys are like, we, did we give yeah. up our Saturday for this? <laughs> we got mandated to do that shit. Like today's supposed to be my day off. I got to come back here so these two can fuck or fight. Like or both. They're just over there just shaking out the instruments. You literally could have a robot do that. They're just like, you know, if, hang them up and put a fan over there so then they shake around. <laughs> like the wind chimes are growing in the background. Yeah. I think Knowing we're that, good. they probably find it a great honor. Yeah, still, still in the background. Have, while... They're like, yeah, this is a great honor yeah. to shake this stupid thing for 10 seconds and then stop. <laughs> I still love all the clothes they're wearing and everything. It's so cool. Yeah. Like, like even like everything that's their ceremonial clothes, everything. I, com- I wrote that down uh, particularly and I put Wakanda. Because, like, that literally remind me of, like, Black Panther or, like, when you they do these ceremonies or whatever and they're wearing these real big clothes and stuff like that and these big extravagant things or whatever. So I was like, I like that a lot. I like that really. I thought it was really cool that they, a lot of times in this show, they, you could tell, like, um they do really, they care about the way people look in the art design yeah. of every area and make it very unique. Yeah, it was a lot of good uh, world building for the Vulcans during this. Uh, a lot of good just, like, yeah, like I did, backstory. I, 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 I thought I read a note and it said this is the only episode that takes place in Vulcan. Oh. On Planet Vulcan. That's weird. But I may have like that may have been the wrong trivia, but that's what the trivia I, I saw. Uh when I, the trivia I saw uh, said that and I thought I was like, that don't that don't sound right. Yeah. Like never. I really expected Vulcan to be a vast, like futuristic city, like not, you know, rocky uh planet. I know this is like an ancient part of like old rituals, but I thought like the background oh, no. would have yeah, been like I a bet, big city. I bet or it something. Looks yeah, I, I bet it looks way better than this, but I think that for this ceremony they probably have it way out in the boondocks somewhere. Yeah, probably. You know, so you're alone and traditional, so traditions or whatever. You probably have to get out there and then do all tra- traditional ways. So I'm assuming that they have a, assuming they have a nice. Yeah, stuff. probably they have to, right? So uh, Tapau says that Spock is deep in the blood fever, and uh, or it's also called Plaque Tau, and uh, that he won't speak again. Oh, Plaque Tau just sounds terrible. Yeah. Just sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bad case of Plaque Tau once. I had to take some uh, <laughs> some steroids to get rid of it. But uh, I was gonna say it sounds like I was gonna need some like crest and mouthwash <laughs> to get rid of it. <laughs> little little Advil, you yeah. Be all right. Uh, but yeah, she says he won't speak again until he passes through what is to come. So basically, he's in a rage-like state, like he's twenty-eight days later. And uh, T'Pau offers for Kirk and Bones to go. She's like, "Hey, you can leave if you want. Like, you don't gotta sit through this shit." But they decide to stay. And uh, she explains that Spock now has to fight for T'Pring. And Spock accepts the challenge as uh, T'Pring chooses her champion, and she chooses Kirk to fight against Spock. And uh, some other guy, uh, like Dollar Store Adam Driver, speaks up, and he's like, hey, I claimed her. Like, she's mine. And T'Pau just basically goes, shut up. And he's just like, I'm sorry. And, uh, like, that, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Like, great value, great value what Adam I, Driver what there. Did, I was about to say, what did she see in him? She gave up. Yeah. He gave up so easily. Yeah. She's just like, shut your mouth. Like, oh, like, yeah, okay. you, re- you really yeah. want her. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that uh, I thought tradition, tradition once again, man. She said, did she say something? Didn't he shut yeah, up? Uh, T'Pau was he just basically something. like, shut your mouth up. And he's like, okay, logically that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, whatever she said meant blah, 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 shut up. Because like traditionally you can't uh, I'll speak out like you did. Because that's an emotional response. So like whatever she said was kind of like, and he's like, oh, yeah. 
and they backed up a quick, real quick. Like, oh, well, my bad. He, he, he went there to, like, fight for her love. Then, like, just a word from whoever this, you know, other chick is. Like, oh, all right, I'm not going to fight yeah. that hard for <laughs> like, you. She ain't worth that much. No. It's, it's, I, know, I, know yeah. I know what you're saying, but if you're going to yeah, fight for somebody, you got to fight <laughs> no, for them. You can't, you can't fight because it's an emotional response if you're focused. If you act like that, that's an emotional response. That may, that's going to make you look inferior and unworthy. The, oh, the, the man. Way, I thought he looked in, unfit. I I felt he looked inferior and worthy once he yeah. gave up that because, easily. Because we, because we view because we view it differently. That's why. Because if you're Vulcan, the fact that he didn't react is better than him reacting. He even apologized because he because he's a Vulcan. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying though. As a Vulcan, he's just not reacting. Is is looked more than reacting. And in our culture, I react in a heartbeat. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are you, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'll like, fight you. I'm here for a challenge. <laughs> God damn it! Like, what? <laughs> I'll fight all of you. Yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm fighting you right now. Like, I'm fighting them. I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll fight you too. Hey. So Tapal explains that Kirk is free to decline the challenge because he's not bound by their laws and their customs. And so Spock actually speaks up, which he wasn't supposed to be able to do. And he says, he's like, look, Kirk doesn't understand what's going on. I don't really want to fight this dude. And uh, Tapal is just like, look, are you a Vulcan or are you a human? And he's just like, shit, she got me there. And uh, he pleads he uh, pleads for Tapal. Uh, to not make a Kirk go through that, but she's like, "Yeah, go ahead, and uh, you're gonna have to fight anyway." Why didn't Kirk ask what the rules were before? Uh, like, was, was that because against Captain the rule? Kirk is a, also became an idiot yeah. and didn't ask anything. Like, uh, yeah, you, the, if you're about to like, go into a, if you're about to go what? into a fight. Like, hey, uh, mm-hmm. is it a fight to the death? Or are we just, you know, first? I have one a down? note about this that I'll get yeah. to here in a minute too. That I, I have a question about that, but. And, I, and I, I was curious that uh, I was just curious the way it went down because like Kirk, like why didn't he talk to Kurt about what's going on as they're going? Yeah, there? like didn't give him the lowdown about anything. It's not like he came in there with a thousand questions. That how long did it take for them to get from a from the, a ship? When it took like two days away. Well, they, yeah, it took like two days away yeah, from Vulcan, but, right? Uh, That's two days. Uh, Spock was probably like isolated for most of that. I bet he probably just chilled in his room. I just I don't understand why Kurt would come in and say, but hey, you know, can you explain to me the the ritual? Like, what do you need me to do anything for you? Uh, what, what's going on? Nothing. Like, he just went in there. Put, put, I was say to Brandon's point earlier, like he also all of a sudden became an expert on you know Falcon. That was so. my note. Yeah, it's like he yeah, literally saying, explained so like, to Bones earlier that he's like, hey, yeah, you know, it, they used to kill for their mates, and then he's like, I gotta kill or be killed. Like, <laughs> didn't you just fucking explain that five minutes yeah, ago? Exactly. That's yeah, that was my about. note for later, but uh. But Kirk asks what happens to Spock if he declines the challenge, and T'Pol says that another champion will be selected. And uh, she tells him, she's like, look, don't interfere. Keep your place. So basically, like, fight this dude. Fight your friend. And uh, Bones tries to call, to talk Kirk out of it, but Kirk thinks that he's like, maybe I could just knock him out without hurting him. Like, <laughs> you know Spock. Like, he literally drops people with a hand. <laughs> You're not going to fucking knock him out. But Kirk he's is also there. Superman. He's, so he's, like, yeah. he's, he's over in the corner. Passing out like, right? Yeah. He's like, maybe I'll just knock him out. <laughs> give, him, give him a little, a little smack. So bad. Like, yo, man, um, that kid in the corner right now has been in the corner every day with his hands that shaking, talking about <laughs> sex. I think we need to do something because we're, I, yeah. I'm scared now. Like, let's go, let's go get him, let's get him talk to the counselor, <laughs> something. Like, do something with this kid in the corner talking about sex yeah. up there, rocking back and forth. <laughs> Looks like a weirdo. Yeah. And, uh, and Bone thinks that the thin air and the heat are going to be a problem for Kirk. And Kirk's like, well, if I get into trouble, I'll just quit. And uh, he says he doesn't want to back out of it in front of T'Pau. And so he accepts the challenge. So uh, T'Pau 
they, you know, they get everything set up and she tells the other guys to bring out the Lerpa, which are these big, uh, like, polearm type weapons with an axe on one end and this huge, like, I don't even know. It's like a big weight or, like, thing Triangle on the other end. weight, wow. yeah. And, uh, she tells Kirk that the combat is to the death and Kirk is like, wait a minute, to the death? And then we, like, fade to a commercial. The biggest issue with that, though, is uh, uh, how, how's the balance going to work? The balance, yeah, that thing the would be terribly unbalanced. I wonder if the weight would be that far off. I'm curious. Uh, space metal. It's got to be space metal. <laughs> it's lightweight. It's very durable. Mithril. But, uh, it's probably, it's probably so mithril. we come back from the commercial and Kirk and Bones are protesting, but T'Pau doesn't care. And she's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, fight. And so they fight for Kirk and Spock fight for a little bit. And uh, Spock takes a swing and cuts through Kirk's shirt and cuts his chest, which that looks like that's going to fucking hurt for a little bit. Uh, Kirk's like, that was my favorite shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he definitely doesn't have a thousand other ones of those. Uh, but Kirk, uh, he knocks Spock down and they continue fighting and they destroy the gong on accident and like some other parts awesome. of the arena. And, and then uh, Kirk manages to knock Spock down and jumps on him More and he awesome. tries to choke him out with that weapon. But uh, Spock manages to break the sharp end, like the axe end, off of Kirk's weapon and, and kicks him off of him. And Which, uh, bring, like, what a piece of junk metal they have. Yeah, like, it broke absolutely. that easily. Yeah. After I just said, I thought about metal before, it, it broke really quick. Yeah. It's really lightweight, and, and but it, it's, yeah, I guess it's not as durable as I thought. Yeah. It looks like the it looks like the, the metal part's actually heavy, and it, it might be styrofoam, like a plastic styrofoam or something. Yeah. That they use for the prop. Like I said, I think it's all right. I just think that it was a lot of uh, really cool camera angles. But there's this judo flip that he does. To, where he, it was, that he, was yeah. awesome. So he grabs the weapon and and flings him. And, and, and Spock, yeah. like, the, like the, the stuntman did the most ridiculous over-the-top jump, judo flip jump. It's way over the top, but it's so cool. This fight is so cool. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Yeah. Like So this is like where... Like Spock gets his weapon and he uh, he swings it at Kirk and Kirk like manages to jump back and then this is where Kirk does like that fucking hip toss. And, uh, yes. Spock just like gets up though instantly. He no sells it and he gets up and knocks Kirk down. And so uh, Spock's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go for the killing blow." And McCoy is like, "Hey, don't don't do that." And uh, it distracts Spock just long enough for Kirk to move out of the way and he, he knocks Spock down. And at this point, uh, T'Pau is like, "All right, we need to stop for a second. Like, I need some juice or something." And uh, Bones starts protesting it. Five-minute break. Yeah, he says that uh, Kirk isn't used to the air there. And this is my favorite line in this entire thing. And T'Pau says, the air is the air. What can be done? <laughs> She's like, <laughs> like it's, just, it's just the air, dude. Like, what do you want me to fucking do about it? <laughs> very, very, very logical, though. Yeah, very, it, very it's just cold. Simple. Just and, cold. And, and, and honest, like, uh, the air is the air. Like, yeah. I can't do about the air. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you, what do you want yeah. me to do? Change the fucking atmosphere? Like, <laughs> Yeah, for real. Let's, yeah. go, let's go in the house and fight. Like, you knew this beforehand, you idiot. So, uh, Bones pulls a syringe from his pack, but for some reason he's just walking around with this, and he says that uh, he can compensate for well, the air on. and temperature. Actually, actually uh, before they left, uh, the the chick uh, brought him that pouch and handed it to him when they were talking to uh, Spock's wife on the Enterprise. Did she? Oh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, think, she handed it off before they even went down. But how would she know that like um, they were gonna need something like that? How did he? How would maybe, he have maybe, known? Spock would know. Maybe McCoy always has like a a medical pack with some. Yeah, just he in always case. keeps like a a, a death faking uh, shot in his pack. Well, well, I assume, yeah. I assume the I assume had a different maybe had a different um, use or something. But he knew this also was another use for it, being as smart as he is. So, I, so I was like, you know what? 
I'll just go ahead and do this. Or maybe uh, when Spock told him the no, he didn't know, he didn't know the rules. That's right. Yeah. So he wouldn't have known. Well, when, when he so, opened so up his be... pouch, when he opened up his pouch thing, there was a bunch of different items in there. Okay, so maybe he does just keep that around. Like, all the time. Yeah, it probably has another use, and it just does this too. Yeah, that could be. So yeah, he pulls out this syringe, and uh, he says that he can compensate for the air and the temperature, and he'll be able to Kirk a fighting chance. And uh, Bones uh, goes over, and he gives Kirk the shot, and uh, he's like, here, this will this will help you breathe a little bit. And they prepare to continue. So T'Pau calls for the on wound, which is just like a strap with some kind of ball at the end. Uh and they just continue the fight, so they're having like a leather strap match, like in wrestling. Actually, I saw. I I actually thought they originally were gonna uh, do the wrestling scene where they put each one uh, like rope around their wrist so they can't yeah. get away from each other. I thought they were gonna yeah attach each, you know each other to the other guy and and just fight it out that way. But nope, they just gotta swing this thing. Like they could have just given them a rope with those on the end. Like why the weird strap? <laughs> it's just it's really weird. Well, the way Spock held, it, I'm like, what are they gonna jump rope with this? Yeah, I like the um. Well, I think the weirdness of it was kind of unique. Once again, it's just it's something I never seen before. I, mean, right. I, I know I get an idea what the weapon is. I know what the weapon is based off of. It's based off a of Japanese. Uh, what's it called? I can't remember the call, but it's not, it's, not, it's like a a long chain with two spikes at the end. Huh. Like it's like there's a weapon like that that people using wrap around there and use as a weapon, or whatever. Oh, so okay. I, I know what you're talking I, about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. based off that. It's just a very but it's cloth instead of the, the metal chain part of it. Right. And, the spikes and probably just to make it look like it's an ancient traditional piece. Yeah. No. So yeah, I, I assume that's, I assume that's what they, well, as soon as what they did. Yeah. So they continue their fight and Spock uh, trips Kirk with his, uh, his cloth piece and misses the follow-up attack and they wrestle around for a little bit. And uh, Kirk gives some of the weakest chest slaps I've ever seen. Like he is, he is no Ric Flair. And uh, yeah, no, nobody was wooing. So. No, not a single woo to be found. Oh, <laughs> no. not a single woo anywhere. <laughs> yep. And oh, uh, Spock wraps the on moon around Kirk's neck and just fucking strangles him until he loses consciousness. And so uh, T'Pau is like, all right, it's done. It's over. And Bones just rushes so over to dies, Kirk actually. and he's just like, he's dead. He kills him. Yeah, he's, he's dead. You, you killed him. She should have st- stood up and said, finish him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Spock's like, your soul is mine. And just like takes Kirk's soul. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. give, him the, give him the ultimate Vulcan grip. Grips his whole shoulders off. He squeezes like, rips Fate, his whole shoulder Kirk, off the way. Fatality. Kirk makes those really shitty noises. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh. It's just a shit Fatality. ton of blood. <laughs> <laughs> they could have gone back over to that bridge and he could have uppercutted him down into the spikes. Oh, for real. <laughs> it's got to be Vulcan y, though. Has to, everything yeah. has to be more, you know, so you got to have like, have him the Vulcan him spikes. with a little hybrid thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, uh, so, yeah, Bones calls for the Enterprise to beam uh, himself and dead Kirk back up. And uh, McCoy informs Spock. He goes over and he's like, Well, it looks like you're in command now. Uh, do you have any orders? And Spock just tells McCoy to have Chekhov plot a course to the nearest starbase so that he can surrender himself to the authorities. So McCoy and Dead Kirk beam up, and Spock asks uh, to Pring. He's like, hey, why did you challenge us? Like, why, and why did you pick Kirk? And uh, so she says that Stan, which is the guy that uh, claimed her, uh, wanted her and that she wanted him. And Spock's like, well, I don't see the logic in that. Like, I'm better than this douchebag. And uh, she explains that Spock became a legend to their people and that she didn't want to be consort to a legend. So she didn't want to, you know, have all of the everything that comes along with that. I call I call bullshit. She could have rode around on the Enterprise with Spock, uh, making her name just she don't want that life. She just wants to live the simple life, man. 
She don't want to be famous. Yeah, here's the issue though. I, I've noticed a thing going on, but I, I'm not sure if Spike is the first Vulcan. There's not a lot of Vulcans in uh in uh, Starfleet. Yeah, not that we've seen so far. Yeah, so like like as much as he's a letter respected for going out there and being out there, I'm not sure if he's like really beloved locally. He's like an outcast being, like, with his own people. Yeah, yeah because you got to remember he's also half human. Yeah, right. If I remember he's so I think that that's even a, a double like him being half human plus him being on the uh, Enterprise not being a uh, part of Vulcan like part of the Vulcan traditionals or whatever. Yeah. So are, are you saying I, that I, she was being racist to his human side? Like I, I up actually, that I I thought that would be the I thought the angle really was going to be that the fact that like he's out there and he she doesn't consider him to be a uh, true Vulcan. Yeah, that would have been a really good direction to go. Like, I thought. I yeah, I thought that was gonna be a thing. Like you know, you're only you're not you're, you're only half human, and and that's why I would want him to have to fight a full Vulcan to have to fight him for her. I it, like like beat him right, and then give her up. Yeah, but instead she's like, you're just like, famous, like, and I don't want to be famous. Honestly, yeah, that yeah. would have been a better way to go. Uh, yeah, like 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 yeah, like I'm part Vulcan, he's full Vulcan, and oh, he's inferior because he's not he's half. And then he get get the break, get the brace off of him, and then and afterwards. But I, you know, after that, but I, I ain't worried about it. Like, is uh, him. but I just want to prove, I just want to prove to you guys that I'm that I'm that I'm just is as good Spock as the uh, is you think that he's weaker because he's half human, or is he the Gohan and him being half makes him this like it makes him stronger than the other ones? <laughs> it makes him better. <laughs> makes him stronger. <laughs> he goes uh, super Vulcan. I'm not sure. Like, does he do that eventually? Goes <laughs> super Vulcan. His ears grow even bigger. <laughs> His girl. His, his fucking eyebrows blonde. get so long that they stand up <laughs> off of his head. <laughs> like <they're> off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh my god. So, Tapring oh. says that the only way that she could divorce uh, Spock was by way of the Califi. And she explains that if Kirk won, then Kirk's not going to want her and she could have Stan. Wait, well, hold on. We don't know Kirk would turn her Kirk down. Because yeah, she, she, yeah, she that's where her logic, logic was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she don't know Kirk. That's where her logic was yeah, wrong. Yeah, she don't know Kirk. Kirk, Kirk would be like, I want her, but like, yeah, put her on the ship. She, she don't even know what she Kirk, in for. Yeah. Like, Kirk don't discriminate. He's like, I'm yeah. not above banging hot-ass aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was giving his all during that fight. He wanted her. <laughs> like, don't let him fool you. He was pretending he didn't want to fight for her, but he did. I wrote in a her. note. I'm like, finally, Spocky Kirk are fighting over a girl. This is the, I was like, it, took, it, took, it took a whole season to get there, but finally they're fighting over a woman. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> yep. I mean, if you're going to fight over a woman, that's not a bad start. No, no, not at all. Another thing I did read a note trivia about uh she couldn't do the Vulcan salute the the uh, older lady. So really? if you notice her hands are taped her hands are taped together. Oh, I didn't notice that. Huh. Her, her hands are taped like that and yeah and you can kind of see the tape on there when she puts her hands up. Yeah, I got you. I got the I got you. <laughs> I the Vulcan salute. Yeah. But yeah, she couldn't do it or whatever. So they had to tape her hands together. I saw that in the trivia uh, as I was watching the show. And I thought well, apparently oh, she and could- I tried to Apparently she couldn't walk either because they had to hit her in like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah. her hand, yeah, like there is some. Like, hand, wow, I can't talk. Wow. Anyway, her hands are taped together. That's what I read. So. Yeah. For anybody listening, uh, we are using actually face cams now to see each other while we're doing this. Before we were just doing it on Discord, so we were all just doing the Vulcan thing to the. Oh cameras. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> nobody yeah. will ever see that, but you do know what happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This season uh, we kind of switched, and we can see each other's face that we're talking. So we're hoping that. It uh, brings us together, better conversation. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, she 
So to bring had explained, you know, if Kirk won, he wouldn't want her and she would get to have Stan. And uh, if Spock won, then he would free her because she challenged. And so she would again have Stan. And then she said that if Spock won and he didn't free her, he was going to be gone all the time. So she would have his name and she would have his property and Stan would still be there. And uh, Spock is like, dirty. God damn, you're right. <laughs> you are 100 percent correct. So I'm gonna get all Spock stuff, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, sleeping with Zulu on the low while Spock's out there, uh, sorrowfully doing his thing. I'm about here sleeping with my guy over here. Um, yeah, that's messed up, yep. Miss Vulcan lady. And, and he's like, that is flawlessly logical. Like you are 100 percent correct, it, except yeah. with the Kirk part because she did she doesn't know Kirk. Yeah, she doesn't know Kirk. Right. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk yeah. would have brought her. Yep. So yeah. He agrees that that's pretty logical, and he leaves her to Stan. He's like, and he turns to Stan, and he's like, "Well, look, you may find after a while that having is not as pleasing as wanting." That's and a it's true not very statement, logical, though. But it, it is true. Yep the the chase is is oftentimes better than the catch. You know, I think this season uh, we'll have to uh, every episode find a Spockism, like something that Spock says, and write it down. I'll try to remind me to do that. We'll start it, and then that way we can remember. And try to get like a, the pockets of each episode. That's the one. That's the one yeah. right there. I think that's, <laughs> that's his best episode. quote so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, it's up there for sure. Yeah. yeah, they have them all the time. So, so, uh, so after that, he approaches to Pal, and they do the Vulcan hand symbol thing, and uh, they both do the whole live long and prosper, which is I think the first time we've actually gotten the Vulcan hand thing and that saying in the entire series. And I bet after they did this, after this episode air, you know that shit was everywhere. Every fucking high schooler was doing that in the hallways. Like, I guarantee you that shit was everywhere. But the, oh, yeah. the Vulcan salute? Yeah, and they were probably all telling each other to live long and prosper. Yeah, live long and prosper. Is this the first well, yeah. episode that, that, uh, they did the salute? Yeah, I think this is it. Yep. Oh, that, yeah. They've been coming in contact with another Vulcan b- before. That and all the teenage yeah. guys were telling the girls, like, hey, look, if I don't get have sex, I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> two things Wait, that come out of this: did, uh, um, an increased rate of teenage sex so last, and uh, last Vulcan season, He never Vulcan saluted um, anybody. No, he didn't come across any other Vulcans, and it seems I, to be something they do with each other. Well, I remember the Rom, the Romulans ever Vulcan salute each other because the Romulans were no with Vulcan and J- or Vulcan and Jace, like kind of. Nope, hmm. they got their asses yeah. kicked. Is all they did. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I never noticed that. Not. Uh, the not salute thing. So just they, they do the yeah. Romulan uh, version. It's uh, West Side. Yeah, <laughs> they throw up like a like an R with their hands. I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> I'm wa- I'm watching it as we sit here. I actually want to see if uh, the other girl who did the uh, 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 salute too, her, her hand is taped also. I'm, I'm curious how many people can actually do this damn Vulcan salute back then. How many can? And then and then yeah. part two, who created it? Who came up with the idea? Right. So yeah, they do. They say live long and prosper, and Spock is just like, well, I'm not going to do either one of those things because I killed my captain, who is also my friend. And then he gets beamed to the Enterprise. So we cut to a little bit later, uh, and we're on the Enterprise, and Spock enters the sick bay and asks Bones to make the final arrangements for his resignation. And uh, Spock says he's going to offer no defense because he is guilty. He killed his friend, and he wants Scotty to take command of the ship, which is, hey, party ship now. Uh, <laughs> They're yes, all in go. trouble. Everybody gets Fridays off. Yeah. And a mandatory, uh, like, drug day. Like, you just have no, to smoke no, or no. take something. You have to do drugs on this day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no Saturdays ever here, buddy. The, the, Saturday's yep. a party. The Enterprise only. is going to have a lot of orgies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the good so, times. Uh, well, he's talking about that. Uh, Kirk walks in from behind him, and he's like, well, don't you think you'd better check with me before you do all this? The and Spock turns around and... 
fantastic. Yeah, he gets super well, pumped to uh, for a to split see second. Kirk. Yeah, you can see how happy he is. L- loses himself yeah. for a second. He even calls and, him Jim. Yes. Yep. And it's it's such a great uh, moment because it's like oh you know like you you know he they, you know he cares about him at that moment he just had this speckle of like oh my god he's alive and like you know how it is when you like you learn something like that like some yeah. great news it, like his you, human you, you side had, was you, showing yeah just that quick just a, just a, that little flash of like oh, okay yeah yeah he's like Jim you're alive and then uh, he calms himself down and he's like I'm pleased to see you <laughs> but he, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says he doesn't understand what's going on and. Kirk explains that McCoy had injected him with a neural paralyzer to knock him out and simulate death. So then for some reason, because Nurse Chapel's in and they're like, hey, can you leave? We need to talk about something. <laughs> so she's like, okay. And once and again, yeah, guy stuff. Once again, that just solves my point here. She, her time in the episode was useless. She should have kept yeah. her as the waitress that one time, let her come in and then go away. Didn't need yeah. nothing, didn't need her anywhere else in this episode. Waste of time. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so they ask her, like, she leaves, and they ask uh, Spock, like, hey, what happened with T'Pring? And Spock explains that uh, when he thought he'd killed Kirk, the the madness that was in him just left, and he completely lost interest in T'Pring. So, uh, so he, you know, he killed his he killed his boy, and he's lost no, no more sex for him. Right? Yeah, he's like, I'm not horny never, anymore. I, Apparently, yeah, it was just bloodlust. No I don't think it. I don't think he wanted blood to have lust, sex. I think he was just yeah, wanted to murder. He wanted to kill. So apparently, for 30, 30 years, I got to murder somebody every thirty years. So, yeah. I, so I don't. So I don't want sex, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the point? Either we're murdering people. We're, we're having, <laughs> I can't think of the way that we go here, but I think that maybe the sex thing is okay now. Yeah. Like, are you murdering people or yeah? It's just it's funny. So uh, while they're having this conversation, Uhura calls with a message from Starfleet Command, and the message says that their response to divert to Vulcan under T'Pau's request has been approved, and that any reasonable delay has been granted. So T'Pau basically called uh, Starfleet and was like, hey, we need them to come over here for something. And they were like, oh, shit, she's asking? Like, okay. So that gets them off the hook for everything. And, uh, oh, you know what? I never put it together like he said that. Yeah, she, like, did him a solid. T'Pau's that Vulcan chick. Who turned down from the thing? So once she called, yeah. Once she called, okay. See, I, You're like I, your peace see, deal, whatever was going on, better. you don't worry about that. Yeah, I wish it was explained better. Like, but you know, like hey, I, I missed it also, Paul. Like, what? I I, I also missed. Uh, I I thought I was just command saying, "Oh, hey, we." I thought they just kind of like changed like the the planning of like your ceremony, ceremony, yeah. and that's why it was yeah. approved. I didn't know, so I, I think it would have been okay if he were like, "Hey, can you do me a favor and like talk to her about, or 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 McCoy talk to her about, or like come up with a way to, to talk about it, like, like or, or like even Spock saying something to them, you know, like I'm, I, as captain of the ship, maybe I need to say something to her, like, "Hey, can you please?" I don't know. I just right. If it were, I didn't understand it until you said it just now. It didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, she just so, did him a like, solid and called up Starfleet and was like, "Hey, yeah. uh, we needed them." So my bad. Yeah, so I, yeah, I wish there was a better way, better way that was explained. Yep. Or even seeing her call Starfleet and say something. Yeah, been, yeah, I missed it okay. also. But that, that that does make the ending make more sense now, though. Yeah. So yeah, so Kirk uh, he calls Chekhov, tells him to adjust their course to Altair Six, and then uh, Bones asks Spock about whether or not he was on the verge of giving an emotional scene when he saw Kirk alive, and Spock's just like, "Well, I was relieved that Starfle- Starfleet didn't lose a highly proficient captain." And uh, Kirk's like, yeah, of course, you know, that's logical. And then we get the worst fucking ending joke I, I've ever seen uh, in anything, I think, 
when uh, Bones is like, oh, yeah, Spock, your reaction was quite logical in a pig's eye. And then they just continue on. And I'm like, in a pig's eye? Like, that's the dumbest fucking, like, maybe it's a time thing. Like, maybe that meant something back then, but it don't mean shit in 2022. So, yeah. I, I definitely think it was a uh, that was a time thing, like an old school time thing. So it, uh, like, yeah, he could have been like, I "Oh, it was quite logical, flat. my ass." <laughs> yeah, I think I think in a pig's in a pig's eyes, my ass. Yeah. just translation. It's just to old school talk. So, but uh, yeah, they just they go and they continue on their their journey, and uh, that was the end of that episode. Uh, Dan, how'd you feel about that one? Loved it. I mean. Favorite episode out of all the episodes I've watched so far. Uh, don't really need to say anything beyond that. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, uh, I will. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite so far. It's definitely my favorite of season two. But uh, <laughs> oh, that's one yeah. thing. See, that's cheating. No, yeah, it was. It was a good episode. In the future, if we keep going, I don't have any complaints about it. It's pretty solid. I like that we got a little bit of uh, world building for the Vulcans. And uh, again, um, Leonard Nimoy was solid in his uh, portrayal of Spock, like just having a hard time with his emotions. He always, every time we get one of those uh, scenes, it's always really good. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I uh, didn't like Kirk kind of being a dick in the beginning and pushing the issue, but other than that, because like his character is really back and forth on stuff like that, and it's really hard to like he. I don't know. Just the writing for him has has always been kind of back and forth. But anyway, before I start to ramble, yes, I did enjoy that episode. So, Paul, how'd you feel about that one? Um, I think the episode was pretty cool. Like, I wanted to get like, it's like a ten of ten, but it's also like a nine in a way. Like, this, the, I thought it was almost perfect, but it, my point literally was that really at the end when I was focusing on the whole reason why she denied him. I think the reason she chose Kurt, I don't like the lo- the logic behind the way they thought about it. I just thought that it really could have emphasized the whole him being half human, him being half human angle. I think that would have really went over well. But I think that. Like, um, since uh, race is a little bit different nowadays, like, I think of, of it that way, of, like, I just think it could have been, like, it could have been so much more impactful if it had been like, hey, you're half and that you're not whole. Right. So I don't want you. And then if he'd been like, if he'd have, and then the idea of Spock whooping him and then and then after that not taking her, like, oh, you denied me. I can have you, but I'm giving you to him. I'm, whoop, I'm whooping him and giving you to him. Like, that is the most, like, Ball or logic thing ever, like and just move right. on. You know, uh, I, I, with the go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, you have to give her credit though, because she didn't care about his human side. Yeah, yeah. I get, I, I, I get it, what you're saying though. Well, I think, well, I give her credit for that, but I think story wise, I just didn't like her the the logic explanation they gave. I, I found kind of lazy in a way, like oh, because this, because this, this. I thought that the logic made sense. I just didn't like it. I thought that it could have been more impact. I think that, like, if I made this episode today and I was doing this step today, I'd make it about that and it'd be more impactful. Like, the impactfulness of you not being good enough because you have, and then him showing them that he's good enough and then turning her down, too, is, like, a, such an impactful statement. It's, like, it's something to hold on to. Like, the episode's amazing. I'll admit that. That was right. amazing. So I'm, I'm just, it just me doing my brain work. Sometimes I, I think of different ideas here and there and the way it works. But I just think that overall, like, I know that it, it could have been so much... Uh, could have been a, t- a tad more, a tad more um, uh, rewatchable to me, or like, or, or more impactful. For you're not rewatchable, impactful. I think it had a real impact. But I liked the episode a lot. It was good. Uh, the, C- the CGI was good. The costumes were good. Yeah, the sets were good. Uh, yeah, every, all the actors were good. Yeah, Lena Lin- Lin- were good. The sets were good. Like, like there was so much good in this episode. Like, if I recommended somebody watch an episode, the first episode they watch, 
Like, even though the Covenant Remover is my favorite one so far, still since season one, uh, I think, like, okay, I, I can recommend this show to them because it's easy, digestible. You can relate to him going through something and, and, and going through something that can't, can't talk about it, controlling about it. Like, I think this is a real good episode. Yeah. I just, I liked it a lot. I just, I know I'm going on a long time, guys. My bad. No, you're good. Um, I really, I really like that a lot. So, yeah, uh, that is going to do it for this episode, unless you guys have anything else you want to add real quick. Uh, no, that's it. Okay. So yeah. Uh, the next one that we are going to do, obviously season two, episode two, uh, who mourns for Adonis, I think is how you pronounce that last word. Yeah. It says, uh, who, who mourns for, uh, Adon- I assume it's Adonis. Uh, the, uh, the snaps, it says, uh, the enterprise encounters an alien who claims to be the Greek God Apollo. Oh, nice. So it looks like it may be a, from the little snip image. Well, a little snip. It looks like it may be a a toga party type uh episode with people wearing togas, things like that. So I thought maybe they were just setting up Rome, the Creed Rome series really early, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we it already looks like it may be Roman inspired. Yeah. So we already did the Twitter stuff at the beginning of the episode. Uh, like I said, I don't know if if, if anybody uh, listened to our we're back announcement. Um, there's this is not going to be like a weekly thing. So you know the next one we watch may not come out next week whenever next week is by the time you're hearing this or by the time I get it edited edited that was really fun to say uh yeah we really we really don't have a time frame so yeah we will be back with another episode uh we just don't know when it won't be a very long time but it won't be probably won't be a weekly thing for us but either way uh we will catch you guys yeah. next time uh for season 2 episode 2 who mourns for Adonis and uh with that thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next one giddy up giddy up giddy up yeah. Now wait a minute. That's how I start to show off. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you I end the show today. Oh, that's some bull. <laughs> yeah, may the force be with you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, be well. I'll pick them all. Yeah, I'll just, do, I'll just pick every quote ever. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Later, guys. Later.